Welcome to Ghostwatch 2017, a podcast about Ghostwatch 2016, my podcast about Kamen Rider Ghost. I have invited Adam Wasserman. Hello. And Alexi Peppers. Hi. To give me feedback on my podcast. Uh, this is episode 17. Uh, goat wait. apology. Yeah, it's goat apology, but uh, yeah. three, <laughs> two, one. Episode goat. 17. <laughs> goat, goat apology. Goat apology. Okay. Um, it might be. No, I'm not. I'm not going to do it again. I've lost our, all faith. Our, our best effort yet. We did put a lot of effort into that, which we normally don't. But it did not work for us. So in episode I forget that we say the episode number first of *Common Rider Ghost*, we are introduced to a new science villain, a very knifey ghost, and an extremely pink jacket. So I f- have many feelings about uh, that, about the introduction of Igor and. My boy. Uh, I think, I think yep. Jackknife. Is that his name? Jack, Jack Jackknife and uh, or, or Knife Knife, as he would come to be known. Oh, I love Knife Knife, but there's problems with Knife Knife. Uh, but the pink jacket and just how gratuitous it is in being the girl jacket. Yeah. It's nice that there's a girl jacket at all, if you ask me. I agree, but like they also always use pink for the female character like it somewhat thematically makes sense with the character but yeah but it was the kind of thing that like uh i used to have that old eternalized misogyny where i like reacted to this trope by hating pink and anything like feminine with a passion including other girls which was unfortunate (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all other girls pretty much no well it's it's more like stereotypical girls like girls that aren't part of the boys group which i mean i grew up in a very small town anyway so there wasn't really any other girl doing the boy stuff except me so it was all other girls um this was not healthy this is just the thing that happened when i was a kid and then eventually in like my teen years i was like oh maybe <laughs> Having like friends who are women is cool, and I shouldn't hate them all for daring to like anything feminine. Um, but so I, I still... you like horses. Oh no, I don't like horses. Let's what? Let's be clear there. I I made some assumptions based on your cowboy love. Ah, uh, love cowboys. Cowboys subjugate horses. <laughs> horses have a place and a role. <laughs> In like my life and society in general, I don't like them. Have you ever been up close to a horse? Yeah, I've, I've, I've ridden on a horse. It's like mouth and teeth and rolling <laughs> eyes, and it could crush you. And it's kind of stupid, but in a way that just makes it more dangerous. It's true. It did go like it did drag me through a tree. I was also attempted to be scraped off by a horse, which oh. was not fun. Well, I was on one of those horses that's trained to follow the horse in front of it to make it easier on like newbie riders. And the tree that it went under was like not the horse was lower than the tree, but I was not. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I didn't fall off or anything, but I got scraped up. Yes, that is the method used by the horses. (laughs) So I'm not sure how well subjugated they are. And, you know, I respect horses much like I respect GURPS. But I don't. I don't <laughs> like horses. Or groups. 
<laughs> I, I might like GURPS if I got a chance to play it. I don't know. But you don't feel that horses deserve a second chance. No, I just, I think that uh, they're an animal. And, and like, so it's the base interest of like, if I, if there's a horse around, I'll go check it out. And I'll admire the fact that there's like a, a good sized, you know, a large mammal to interact with. That's always pretty cool. Uh, but like, why would you like them? Okay, I I'm sorry for making that assumption. Yeah, uh, I hope I hope it is apparent why I would make that leap. Uh, let me figure out some other girly thing that I can think of that I know that you like, and I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, yeah. I would say that, like, yeah, you, you, the assumption you made best based on my uh, background is usually correct and it was the fact i didn't like horses was definitely a major wedge between me and the other girls <laughs> i never had it is horse hard to be in a rural community without uh loving some horse yeah i like sailor moon that was probably the only like feminine thing that i liked as a kid and sailor moon was, was good for that because it had a good mix and that's the thing so to circle back around nicely to the kind of point that i was going to make um the thing I feel now where I've come to terms with like, hey, some people like feminine stuff, some women like to be feminine, and that's totally cool with them. The problem is that if you only have one woman or like one representative of, you know, womankind in anything, whether it's a Sentai team or like a set of animated characters or whatever the hell, uh, mm. that one character has all this weight on it of like, what they're like will say this general statement. So the fact that that one is like hyper feminine most of the time is what sucks. Cause if there was like a feminine one and then like an honest feminine one, like if there was a, a spread of them that could fulfill different roles, then it would just be like, Oh, these are like different women with different preferences, but it's not. So it's still shitty that it's always like the one woman is the super pink. Um, yeah. I'm like, I'm assuming that they're leaning on tradition and the belief that they have to strongly code female characters for young boys. Yeah, versus like Sailor Moon, it was fine when like Usagi could be like all about the pink and like, you know, Sailor Venus is quite like uh, feminine in some ways because then you've got like Rey being all um, scornful and stuff and you've got like Jupiter being kind of tomboy and kick-ass. Like, as soon as you have multiple women, then this problem kind of goes away to a degree. Okay, so mm. you said Usagi, but you're Canadian, and uh, <laughs> the assumption is that you watched the Deke dub. I watched the Deke dub as a little girl, and then when yeah. I rewatched it as a teenager and sometimes as an adult, I watch it subbed. So I... Oh... Plus, unexpected. my mom must have been, well, she got the manga. My mom was super, super into Sailor Moon. She, like, had a website and uh, was, like... Your mom had a website? Yes. About a, a Sailor Moon fan site? Yes, a Sailor Moon fan site. Specifically, In like, a Dark Kingdom fan site. And, yeah, I watched uh, subs even as a kid because she had a box of fan-subbed VHS tapes of the first season of Sailor Moon, which she had gotten from a fellow Moonie on some kind of like Usenet 
Yeah, I was gonna ask. Did your did your mom hang out hang out on like the Sailor Moon like Usenet group? Because I might have known <laughs> your mom. And also maybe like bought bootleg CDs in Alberta, maybe off of a website from another local Alberta. <laughs> yes. You guys know my mom. <laughs> not me directly. No, I was not in Alberta at the time, but uh, that's how Ian and Beach met. And I don't know if you know really either of those people, but Ian is my partner and Beach is one of our longtime friends that was involved in an anime club and ran a Sailor Moon bootleg music oh website. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah, no, my mom was pretty deep in that. She wrote uh, a really long fanfic that was deeply loved by some people and made other people. Uh... Uh, what's what's the name of this fanfic? <laughs> I feel like if my mom found out <laughs> that I shared the name of her Sailor Moon fanfic <laughs> on a public podcast. I mean, I can bleep it out. But it's just for my own uh-huh. <laughs> interest. In, in the interest of uh, fairness, I wrote uh, self-insertion Power Rangers fan fiction, so I'm like, oh, in the cool. same boat. Wow! Yeah, I'm gonna play the theme song now. <laughs> okay. We were watching a show made of reject Sony R and D. Special effects spreading across half a century. Magic ghost shirts, pokeballs, and fanny packs. And despite never leaving Coriander is back, the bestest host that watched Common Rider Ghost has more to say with this replay. Join Adam and Alexi in this meta fun, rehashing the show that still isn't done. Enjoy the unseen with Ghostwatch 2017. Yeah. No, my, my mom's pretty cool, in my opinion. She's always like, no, this isn't cool. This is lame. You should be embarrassed about your mom. And I'm like, no, mom, this is cool. <laughs> my mom just plays games on her iPad. So, I mean, I, I got nothing. Should we talk about Ghostwatch? Yeah. yeah how, how was the yeah, episode? Sure. They cut up my boy. <laughs> yeah, so I told you that you, because you liked Onari, there was going to be like a really atrocious scene later. Yeah. It's really bad, isn't it? It was awful on so many levels because it was like, one, don't want to see someone cut up my boy. Uh, but he did it in this way where, it, like you guys talk about, like it was kind of like half cartoony where his face was like morphing around and his eyes were kind of like bulging in and out. Like it was grotesque and it was like, it felt like they were making it cartoony to try and maybe, I guess, make it more palpable. So it's not just like, hey, look, kids show this character is getting their face sliced up by a knife, but it just made it like worse, way worse. Oh, man. So, no, I didn't like that at all. And then it was even worse because then, like, after that, he was really sad and, like, demotivated. And I was like, oh, no. Because, <laughs> like, he goes back with uh, Akari and they meet uh, Manic Pixie Dream Woman again. And <laughs> and they're like, oh, there's another location. And Onari's actually like, oh, already? Like, I just got screwed up by the knife gun, my and he like he has no excitement about this he's very not like himself it was so sad 
Also, this episode confirmed to me that Onari definitely loves Akari. Oh? Yeah. Because, like, in the beginning, he's um, doing all this training, and Takiru's like, oh, why are you doing that? And he specifically is like, well, you know, I'm not able to do science like Akari. Like, he, he, he just keeps mentioning her. And then there's a bit where when she's unconscious, or I guess, like, soul stolen, um, once Takiru beats Aganma, it cuts back to her body, and Onari's, like, there, like, touching her face. And then she wakes up, and they both scream and freak out. But, like, man. And he gets all super protective. Like, once she actually uh, is in danger, too, he comes back into it. And that's when he does his awesome Matrix bullet dodge that ends in him breaking his back. Right. But, uh, nah, man. It's all there. So you don't think you don't think it would be maybe like purely platonic, as he is a comedy character. I mean, it's a kids show, so everything is kind of like that. But <laughs> that's so true. That's a good point. <laughs> to the, but I, I meant more in the definite sense. I mean, I guess it could be, but definitely love in some sense. It's a friend friendship kind of love. They've got that. Um, They're nakama. We, we care about each other when the other one can't see it. And then if we actually like have to address it, we just argue with each other kind of dynamic going on. Right. So. But I guess I think it could be platonic or could be romantic. <laughs> <laughs> well, those are two options. <laughs> And you also seem to like uh, Mr. Steampunk. Oh, I don't know what I think of Mr. Steampunk. Igor. Of course, his name is Igor. Yeah. I don't know, man. I like him as a character, at least, in that, like, he's interesting. The fact that, like, I personally don't know how to feel about him is probably, like, it's a good thing about him as a character. He's weird. He's very steampunk. I do definitely love Knife Knife. Not only because, like, he shows up and he's got, like, from his name, I was like, oh, I guess, yeah, like, Jack the Ripper and what he was doing. But he also reminded me of Springheel Jack. Mm. Um, I'm unfamiliar so with that. Uh, it's, like, an English folklore kind of thing. It's, like, a cryptid. Hmm. He, he, like, can jump really high and knifes people. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah, a lot of cultures have that guy. <laughs> yeah. He's he's pretty silly as far as uh, cryptids go, but I love it. I love knife knife just like prancing around and then stabbing people. There's a it, there's a weird vibe with the whole like la di da, you know, goes around and murders women. La di da di da. <laughs> yep. Um, but then like there was a bit where uh, when was it? I think it's when like Igor shows up and like actually introduces himself and everyone's kind of there and uh, Igor kind of like takes over and says so. And then knife knife goes and sits down in this like tiny little chair. Cause they're in some kind of like cafeteria looking place ha. and he's just chilling in this tiny chair. And then he like puts a pink towel on his head, kind of like out of frame. It was great. And his design was pretty cool, I thought. He has like a million scissors all over. Yep. I noticed the big scissors first, and then I noticed that like the rest of his coat was probably like 
it was basically comprised of smaller holsters with more smaller scissors. Uh, so I don't really I, know where the oh, scissors no come idea. in as opposed to knives. They might just be slightly more acceptable. Yeah. Strike for a children's show to have a whole bunch of scissors instead of a whole bunch of knives. I also totally thought that Gramps was Princess Leia, by the way. I, I support that reading of it. I mean, I had the thought where I was like, oh, he's Princess Leia. And I was like, wait a minute. Maybe it's just something something more Japanese mythology that I'm not familiar with. But he sure looked like he was uh, kind of Princess Leia cosplay kind of thing going on. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like the whole pink hoodie, aside from the issue of like, yeah, it's kind of unfortunate that the one pink one has to be like the one lady one. Uh, I did like it fairly well as a hoodie. Like it was pretty simple on its own, but I did actually enjoy the kind of dance-like movements that Takeru right. does once he's henchened into it. Because I really liked, like I loved Lord Goemon and how like once he's transformed into him he actually does this like kabuki footwork i think that's so cool so i actually was really happy to see another hoodie that makes him move differently uh yeah cool episode curious about this like really bug-faced common rider that they get the little icon or like the like a little toy for at the end bug-faced common rider bug-faced Adam, do you know? Oh, it was it's probably Kamen Rider Ichigo. Oh, yeah, um, you're I think right. That's around when the Ichigo movie came out. Yeah, because I think the next episode or this episode features the rat tent, which is shocker, right? Yeah, so it'd be it'd be around this anyway. Yeah. So it's that's Kamen Rider Ichigo. Cool. The first Kamen Rider. Okay, that makes sense because yeah, he he looks very buggy, and then it did seem like because mm. I I think I I don't know if. I talked about it in an episode that went out, but like my initial experience with Common Rider, I'd never seen it, but I had like the vaguest notion of sometimes like I kind of knew the word. And I think that I had always seen probably Ichigo because the only kind of image I had in my mind when I tried to think of what Common Rider was, was this kind of like green buggy kind of like Sentai guy. Right. Yeah, with the red scarf. Yeah. So I, I think that he's the one that I have been exposed to slightly just by being exposed to like Japanese kind of stuff. Hmm. Is that everything? Yeah. I, I'm interested that from from the way that you guys have talked about Knife Knife. Uh does he come back or is it just that this episode was so memorable? I guess I'll find out, but You will find out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's enough that he gets a nickname. No, yeah, more more pro- more appropriate nickname. Well, cool. I'll be glad if he comes back because I thought that he was pretty cool. And then, yeah, it's like I I I was not a fan of the way that he knifed up my favorite character, but uh, it made it made for a compelling episode. I'll tell you that. There's a lot of uh, capital letters in my notes. <laughs> oh, I guess side note. Uh, I did also, because I was just looking at my notes and, and scanning for things that I wrote in all caps. Uh, the bit where Elaine, like, 
he opens up Spectre's belt to put the other icon in it, and that just seemed like <laughs> I didn't like it. You don't, you don't touch <laughs> another guy's belt. <laughs> the the whole storyline that that starts is very tedious. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> now, Spectre so gets sorry. all of like two like two major storylines in the show and they're both yep. like way too long and boring. Because it's just the same thing every episode. It's just so, the, the ending uh, to the second arc is just incomprehensible. Yes. But this one just like this the whole uh Spectre getting taken over by uh pretty boy is just it goes on too long and it's so dull i remember even like when i was watching the show i was just like are they still doing this really oh have i said recently how much i love o's because i'm watching o's <laughs> O's is so good almost up to the gachapon common rider because the next title involves a new rider oh nice oh it's so good and the stakes are so high yeah and yet there's a man that sings and makes cakes. Yeah. And a singing belt. Oh. It's the best. Too many common writers to watch. Yeah, it's true. As, as somebody who's seen every Heisei uh, writer series, that is that is for sure true. Mm-hmm. All right. Any issues with this episode, Adam? When this episode was was like the week before this episode aired when I watched the preview for it. You, you, the, the preview showed a little bit of Akari like dressed up in her, in her um, like fighting gear. And I was like, Oh my God, they're going to make her a common writer. And I was so excited. And then they didn't. And I was so disappointed. I Aww. actually had that thought. Cause I would have loved that. I had that thought yeah. during the episode. Um, Cause yeah, when, when she tells Onari, like I'm going to confront, knife knife with the power of my science and she like strides in there all like super confident and it doesn't seem like Takeru actually is gonna like have a good reason to come in at the last minute and save her it seems like there's actually going to be a confrontation I, I totally had the thought in that moment of like hey is this gonna be it where like she gets to be the common rider and actually I think I thought that even more because I saw the um episode description for the Ghostwatch 2016 episode when I was like downloading it ahead of time. Mm. And I saw the mention of like a pink uh, right. like jacket. And yes. Stuff. And I assumed, cause it is always like, Oh, the girl one is the pink one. So I was like, Oh, maybe she gets to be a common rider and like, she's pink. Yeah. Cause they're yeah. Like, cause the, the hero was a girl and I'm like, okay, if they were going to do it, this would be the time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I appreciate that they had at least one hero that was a woman and that they didn't make like a thing of Takaru like having like a woman's jacket on aside from him like being more feminine in his movements they didn't make like a joke out of it or anything like that it's just okay this is a thing yeah. that we're doing like I like that but yeah I would have loved to see Akari as a common writer I mean, what would have been awful and would have just been, like, sad would have been if Takeru had made some kind of comment when they found out that, like, oh, the next hero was a woman. Like, if he said something, that, I would have been kind of grumpy. Um, yeah. But the fact that he henshins into her and, and does, like, act in this feminine way and that's not made into a joke is actually, yeah, I thought yeah. that that was, like, 
actively cool. I was like, that's neat that like he can become feminine and still kind of like kick some ass, but in a feminine way and not even like any of the other characters, like there's no crack about, about it, which I think like mm-hmm. is something that would often, if not usually happen. It's better than nothing anyway. Yeah. yeah. Also, as a as a side note for for any gamers, quote unquote, who might be listening to this podcast, you may recognize Himiko from the uh, first uh, Tomb Raider reboot game because that whole thing is set on the the island she supposedly ruled, and they talk about her all the time. Oh, nice. Yeah, which is where I recognized her from when I saw that episode. Yeah, no, I just took East Asian studies, and she came up. Because, of course. And I didn't know her, much like I don't know (laughs) so many of these heroes when they're actually Japanese. So I just rolled with it. Yeah. They did fake me out in the... She's she's more of a Chinese thing, even though Hmm. she comes up in Japan a lot. The actual character I thought was going to be evil for sure. Because they did, they they made her very creepy in her mm. initial appearance, and I was like, "Oh, is she like controlling knife knife or something?" Uh, so it took a while for me to buy in that, like, "Oh no, she's just uh, weird," but actually does have a heroic icon. She was fun as a character. She was really hamming it up. Yep. Oh, you ain't seen nothing yet. Not enough ham yet. No. My, my 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 favorite ham is still come is still to come. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know if I have a favorite ham. I'll have to think on that. Should should we talk about since since last episode is a lost episode, and in the previous episode we we said we were going to reveal <laughs> the origin of the uh, the podcast. Should we talk about it again, or should we just wait and see if people complain that they never found out? Oh, I like that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> proof other we have actual listeners oh, so next episode the secret origins will be revealed only, if people are still if, listening if people actually yeah. complain this is a test dear listener if you exist now I don't know because it's like if we have listeners that's pretty cool but if we don't then I don't have to feel bad for revealing my mom's <laughs> all according to Keikaku. Yep. Well, uh, thank you all for listening, all of you that are out there. Uh, my name is Coriander Dickinson, and I'm at Absalar on Twitter. Uh, I'm Adam Wasserman, and I'm at Gold Sarcasmium on Twitter. And I'm Alexi Peppers, and I am at AM Peppers on Twitter. We will catch you on the flip side. Boy. Bye.